Welcome back. So, that is one way that she could be experiencing this abuse. Besides sitting there thinking, gee, I wish someone would abuse me. I mean, very, very few people directly and consciously think that. Usually it grows from a hidden root. And I hope after today, you are all master sleuths at determining your hidden roots and beginning to set yourself free from unconscious behaviors and beliefs. It will change your world, literally. When you change yourself, you will always find that you are somehow dragging the entire universe behind you. <laughs> Wait and see. So that's one way her abuse might be happening. But there are other common roots. Her abuse could be an answer to a lesson that she was ripe to learn. It might be the vehicle for the very mature lesson on how to love another despite their unloving ways, on how to discard the action rather than the person. And that's a biggie. And it could be this. It doesn't mean that she is enjoying her husband abusing her. Are you starting to see how this works? Or it could have come to her storyboard as a lesson in valuing oneself no matter what someone else thinks or does. In other words, it could be a lesson in transcending, and that's an incredibly valuable lesson. Or his abuse could simply be the catalyst she needed in order to have the motivation to finally leave an unempowering and limiting situation. His abuse could be the wings to help her put an end to it, to fly away and free herself from something that she would not have left under more gentle circumstances. So in that case, this act of abuse had roots in the keys to her freedom in disguise. Or she might be simply satisfying the requirements of her unconscious victim pattern. And we all know about these patterns, or if not, watch my series of miracles and manifestations. The victim pattern is one of the most common patterns around. Or her abuse could be an unconscious punishment that she is bringing herself unaware for something she feels badly or guilty about, something she feels she should be punished for. And we actually do this all the time, unconsciously replaying conditioning that we've acquired. Or she could have feared that she would one day find herself in such a position. And now she has. She is caught in her own self-fulfilling prophecy. So be careful what you think because that is extremely common for us to do, to create out of fear. Or, now listen to this one, it could actually be the way she gets her fix for what I call dark drama. And a taste for dark drama is not only extremely common, but it is also an extremely addictive thing and one we are largely blind to. 
Now, I really should do a video on this topic alone, but I have to stop here and deviate for just a moment on a related topic that may not seem related on the surface, but it is, and it is very prevalent today. Because the whole point of this video is to begin to help you see a little more clearly how what we come to believe, what we come to accept, is what we come to experience. I mean, the two are one. You can't even say that it's linked. The seeming two are the same thing, the same function. And that's one of the things I hope you take away from this video. This knowing of how one is the other. What we truly think and believe is what we come to experience. And so it's very important to note that there is one way that we chronically condition ourselves and create these beliefs, especially in the Western world, and in a very detrimental way. And I know you already know it, but I'm going to say it anyhow for your consideration. If you still spend habitual time in front of the conditioning box, watching most of what is on TV today, then I promise you that you absolutely do have a hidden conditioning that I call a taste for dark drama. In fact, your time spent in front of the conditioning box is, well, I hate to say it, but it's your proof of this conditioning. That's why you're there. You're satisfying an unconscious addiction to dark drama by watching the tragedies of the world march by or by oh mine the last war venture or global bullying or the school bus accident. We do this and we don't think twice about it usually. We're all eyes and ears to be clued in on the things that we should fear next, aren't we? And if these dark drama shows aren't bad enough, we are continually pelted with advertisements for drugs that we probably need to ask our doctor to prescribe for us for illnesses that we should have by now. I mean, it's crazy and it's disempowering. It pulls us off our center. Do you see what we're leaking into our subconscious and it becomes our reality? Or if it isn't a drug ad, then it's an ad to encourage you that someone has done you wrong and that you should sue them to recover what they have wrongfully taken. And these are obviously encouraging you to take up the role of the victim. But that's not a role you're going to enjoy, I can promise you. And if it isn't one of those two, then it's an ad showing you things that you need to purchase to be happy or to be accepted by others. And it's also undermining and it's all not true. Yet this is the crap that keeps pouring out of the much loved conditioning box today. And that's what it does to you. It conditions your perspective, which writes your beliefs to your hard drive, which generates the life you go on to experience. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> All of these disempowering ads are wrapped around endless competitive shows where people take everything from like cake baking 
to voluntarily placing themselves in a disadvantaged situation and then acting as though it were actually the end of the world rather than a TV show that they signed up for. And this is all totally dark drama. The airwaves are littered with these shows and other dramas passing as entertaining or informative or good or even empowering programming when they are actually the opposite. They are the opposite. They aren't called programs accidentally. They program you. They tell us what we believe and we accept their programming. They draw us in with a smile, but once there, they divide us from one another as well as from ourselves. But I would like for you to note that these shows can only exist because of our addiction to dark drama. So there's no reason to fight the shows or the ads or organize a march against them or launch a petition to have them removed. There's no need to pin a ribbon on your chest to support the movement to do away with them or anything else for that matter. As always, the real way to remove anything is to find the root and then stop giving to it. Stop giving your attention to it. Stop the hidden desire or conditioning within you that has drawn you to it. Because if they are not fed, if their existence is not rewarded, then they will dissolve without effort. They will lose their root, wither, and pass out of being. It's that simple. But all this dark drama that pours out of our conditioning boxes is hard to see until it's pointed to. And it's also a very addictive thing. In fact, our love of dark drama is so addictive that we will sometimes begin to act it out unconsciously in our own world. And here's where I'm going with all of this. Believe it or not, a woman suffering abuse at the hand of her husband or another might unconsciously be doing just that. She might. She may have conditioned herself that such an experience is normal, or she may simply unconsciously be addicted to the excitement and drama that such an experience generates, or perhaps she desires the attention that she gets from concerned onlookers as a result of the experience and it makes her feel loved. Who'd have guessed? Are you beginning to see how we do create our reality and how want, as we commonly think of it, isn't always the cause? There are always many possible reasons at the root of the experience of abuse. So, to see where an experience actually comes from, we have to look. We need to become acutely aware that our experiences are not always what we often initially judge them to be. I'm going to say that again. We need to become acutely aware that our experiences are not always what we often initially judge them to be. And furthermore, whether someone wants something or not is 
not the only reason or way that we manifest. And I hope you see that now. And because of that seeing, have come to accept your creation of your reality a little easier. These things are subtle to see at first, but we are often bringing ourselves very different things through a vehicle of experience that we often interpret incorrectly. Please join me for part three of The Manifestation Refinery.